beautiful. This is fun. Hey, everybody. It's electric. All right, all right. <laughs> nice to see you all, too. Oh, there we go. Okay. This is big. This is just, you know, the building of a new internet. Probably nothing. <laughs> Probably nothing. It's such an honor, Alexis, really, to be on stage with you. Like, it's like a dream. I've been a, a power user of Reddit, and, like, I saw the way that you created that and, and, the, and the intention that you brought into it and the intention you brought into how we build technology that connects people together um, and the conviction you have about how you want it to connect them for good, not pull them apart, but pull them together through things that connect them, their interests, you know, their common grounds. Oh, yes. And give them the tools to do that. Oh, well, thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, it's I, been really awesome. I I feel grateful. I was a dumb college kid in 2005 starting Reddit. And and the old, the inspiration were like message boards. I, and I ran a PHPBB forum. Shout out PHPBB. I mean, I think, I think those bulletin boards are still cranking somewhere in parts of the internet. But like, it was a hope for uh, a more connected internet. But I really had no idea what would come from it. I'm obviously grateful. Hopefully, a few of our Redditors, any couple, one or two, thank you. Thank you for all of your upvotes, and thank you for also admitting you're the least productive people here. <laughs> so thank you for your candor. I got so excited as crypto started taking off because Reddit is where I dove in, r slash Bitcoin is the community that inspired me to first invest in Coinbase back in 2012. r slash Ethereum was the community that got me really excited about what could actually be done with you know, programmable money and this, this concept of building an internet that was decentralized uh, and truly in the hands of all the people creating content. And now what I am seeing here, especially within the Solana community, is nothing short of awesome. And, and we can just cut to the chase. And one of the reasons why I'm here is to announce a collaboration that we're doing. I have a, a venture fund called 776. We're earmarking uh, with the Solana Foundation $50 million to invest in the next wave of social built on Solana. Uh, because I think this new world... We were debating whether to do the announcement at the start or at the end. I'm happy we did it at the start. It's good vibes. Uh, but my job these days is, is with our team to look for the next big thing, put our money into it, give our support, our advice, our feedback, and, and help build businesses that'll be even bigger than, than any of the ones I, I've created. And, and it's exciting because this actually fulfills ambitions that I remember having 16 years ago, but that we just couldn't execute on because the technology did not exist. And so I'm going to take you down memory lane a little bit. We'll fire up some slides. Uh, this, this is actually the very first version of Reddit that went live in 2005. I, uh, I was not a great web designer. <laughs> I was not. I'm really proud of Snoo, our mascot. I created that while I was bored in marketing class. Uh, but this, this is the first version, and a couple of things to notice. Uh, Karma score, absolutely stole that from Slashdot. Uh, but I realized, okay, if we can get people to be incentivized to post good stuff, we can get more people to post more good stuff. And we'll just use internet points. It'll just be made up. And so if you got an upvote, 
Uh, you would gain a karma point if obviously you were downvoted. You'd lose one. As you can see here, I posted the first link to Reddit, the Downing Street memo, and I was promptly uh, downvoted uh, because my co-founder is a dick. And <laughs> I knew exactly who it was because it was just the two of us in an apartment. Like I knew, <laughs> I knew who did that, and I have negative one karma. Uh, but, but internet points were the way we got people to come together and, and produce high-quality content. If you can believe me, in 2005, no one believed me when I said that people would spend all this time on the internet creating content, sharing content, commenting on content, but it clearly, it, it worked. And as we saw more and more progress, you know, I, I obsessed over even <laughs> designing the up and down arrows. Uh, we had like, I, I probably did like 10 iterations I'm embarrassed by how many different versions of up and down arrows I designed. But this was all with the idea that we could reward people and, and get them feeling like their contributions mattered and encourage the best behavior. You'll notice the leaderboard there, the stats. That little janky link was one of the most important parts of the website back in 2005 because the top submitters cared so much where they were on the leaderboard that when the stats thing went down, we would get a flurry of emails from people saying something's wrong, fix the stats leaderboard, right? I, I grew up playing video games, probably like a lot of you, and this seemed like a pretty obvious mechanism to just motivate people to keep posting content. Um, but again, we're talking about internet points that outside of the community don't really amount to much. Even awards. Uh, so I, I, once karma points sort of exceeded their value, because once people got far enough along on Reddit, you know, a new user would come on and feel demoralized because the idea of one day getting a million karma points seemed impossible. So I had to create new games. Um, these awards, I was inspired by Goldeneye on the N64 because at the end of Deathmatch, even my friends who were terrible at the game and never won would still get a little fun award at the end, like most cowardly. And we would ridicule them for that. It turned out that's like you spend the least amount of time on the screen of other players during the match. And it was these novel awards that inspired the Reddit awards. Today, I mean, I literally have people who introduce themselves not by their government name, not by their username, but by the fact that they are a 12-year Redditor or a 14-year Redditor, right? These, these badges, these awards that were just a, a game mechanic that I created 16 years ago without much thought have become a sense of pride. But I look at all these things and I think, damn, if only there was value beyond this world of, of this ecosystem, because there's clearly value there. And everything I've seen in the last few years, the reason I'm so excited about Web3 is this is all the same mechanisms, except with real ownership, with real value gained by the people who did all the amazing work to make these platforms function. And then I can't not talk about swag. This was Reddit's original business model. And it was actually the first fight we had so the first two months of Reddit, <laughs> got into a big fight because I really wanted to sell merch. Wow. I knew that even though we had this burgeoning user base, that like random strangers on the internet would want to buy t-shirts with our logo on it as a way to show solidarity with our tribe. It was a huge fight, finally won it, and I built a store, and this is before Shopify, before Stripe. This was like a janky PayPal order flow. It was really hard to take money from strangers on the internet back in 2005, okay? But I get this janky storefront up, 
we, I ordered, I mean, I filled the bedroom with probably like 300, 400 t-shirts and put it online and within 24 hours sold out. And then I spent the next day stuffing envelopes and taking garbage bags full of these t-shirts to the post office. And with every one of them I sent out, I felt a little bit validated because random people on the internet wanted to show their, their, their pride by, by making their torso into a billboard for us and give us money for that privilege, right? Today, just seeing someone change their profile pic is an even bigger statement of that sort of tribal solidarity. And again, maybe if you have one of these original 400 Reddit shirts, you could probably fence it on eBay for a few bucks, but you didn't actually capture the real value. There was tremendous value in being one of those early adopters and signing up to say, yes, I am a part of this. I want you to believe. And everything I see play out, even the most basic profile pick project is a reminder that this is like the core atomic unit of building community online. And I, I just can't help but get even more excited because the rate at which this will grow is, it is hard to overstate. And, and even just thinking about where you all were, we were reminiscing backstage a year ago or two years ago with how far the Solana ecosystem has gone. And I, I'm just very excited. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be announcing this fun with you. I, I hope I hope we can do some amazing stuff together and fund the next generation of the social web. I think we totally will. It's okay. totally going to happen. Do that? Are you yeah. down with that? Okay. It's going to be incredible. Oh. I don't know if, uh, if anyone was paying attention yesterday. So uh, something interesting happened. Right before Alexis and I went on to a, uh, I think it was Fortune, yeah. Interview, yeah, fortune interview to, uh, to, to talk about this, or Forbes, one or the other, to talk about this fund. Um, I had gone on, uh, on Twitter. GM, everyone, by the way. GM. Yes. Good morning. So someone who happens to be a good friend of mine, Sam Lesson, he used to run product at Facebook. I've known him for 10 years. He's the first person I've seen kind of negatively respond to the idea of us all saying GM in crypto. And we all love GM. It just, it's just good vibes, right? And so I went on Twitter and I, I said, I'll kill you. <laughs> but, but this wasn't me threatening Sam, right? I mean, I've known him for 10 years. We trust each other. Sam talks a lot about how, you know, he was in the room when Venmo first made the, the trust feature. I should be able to trust Alexis to be able to take as much money from me as he wants. We have a relationship. We should be able to flag that, right? All these little features, the nuances of how we connect with one another and how we trust each other and how we're, you know, how we have relationships should be reflected in social. But right now there's only little pieces and it's the pieces that happen because, you know, one platform that becomes monolithic decides, you know, which features it's going to differentiate on. And, and so, yeah, like, you know, I guess I should have expected this, and my comms people tell me, you know, that I should have expected it, but I got suspended on the first day of, of Breakpoint. And it was kind of actually amazing, because I'm super addicted to Twitter. This is the first time I've spent 24 hours uh, not on Twitter He's in probably years. Jack just wanted you to have a respite from Jack's Twitter. a meditator. Yeah. He wanted me to just meditate, you know, on my feelings and beliefs and my actions, and I did. Um, and... You know, just another another point on this. Like, it wasn't. It was. It was a joke, right? It was a reference to this Costco founder who, 
you know, when the CEO uh, talked about, you know, increasing the cost of hot dogs, he said, I will kill you. And so this was sort of two ideas together um, in one tweet. There's a lot of nuance, like I said, in social, right? Um, Sam and I know each other, so of course I would never kill him, you know? And also, if you know this joke, it's, it's the idea that there are some things that are sacred, that are positive, that, um, you know, are, are inherently good. Like a cheap hot dog for everyone that comes into Costco is like part of their belief system, you know? GM is like part of our belief system. We should wake up every morning and talk to each other with good intentions. And if you're going to threaten that, I will kill you, right? <laughs> and, and that joke... <laughs> like a Costco hot dog. Like a Costco yeah. hot dog. And, and that joke, you know, Twitter doesn't get it, right? The rules don't get it. It's going to be hard to regulate these things and moderate these things, but when all of it comes from one place, we just see that nobody's happy. Jack's not happy, right, with the rules that he's been forced to put in place, which is why he's deciding to turn Twitter into a client to a decentralized protocol. Uh, I think my fear, and I, I don't know if, uh, if you agree, but, like, you know, Facebook's going to do the same thing, um, and, and Reddit's going to do the same thing. Everyone's going to do the same thing, but, it, but these things happen pretty slow. And... And, and there's opportunity to, you know, build from all directions. It doesn't have to be the old social platforms converting. We can build new ones, and it doesn't have to be competition, and it doesn't have to be winner-take-all. There will be hundreds of successful social media companies that are protocols and clients to those protocols, and choices will be made in programmable, modular ways between communities, just like subreddits, you know, do that in certain ways. Um, but it'll, it'll be much more fluid, and we'll be able to govern these rules. I kind of see this um, pretty clearly, but I only see like maybe five or 10 companies trying it and building it. There should be 100. There should be 100 like tomorrow. So as, as we were talking, um, you know, with this reporter yesterday, we just, it was a flurry of theses and even backstage, we just couldn't, couldn't stop talking about all the ways that this future is going to happen. And I think it's going to happen quickly. And I think I kind of realized like $50 million is not that much for the number of teams and, uh, and stabs at, at this problem that I think can happen in the next 12 months. So we're gonna, we're gonna increase it to $100 million. That's right. <laughs> See that? We, we lured you in with the 50. Surprised you with the hundo. I, and look, this is real. The, the, as, as normally, incumbents have had, and Zuck has taken full advantage of this, Incumbents have had a huge unfair advantage with the distribution. As social evolved, Facebook can gobble up Instagram, can gobble up WhatsApp, can get the economies of scale of that distribution. But I would argue in Web3, it's actually a liability because the intention with which you're building these new protocols and these new communities starts from the very beginning. It seeds the foundation of how people think about the platform. And the baggage of, of Web2 infrastructure and the Web2 precedent is that, you know, you're ultimately just harvested for an advertiser. And that, that factors into product decisions. That factors into design decisions. And what's really exciting is that there's a whole new slew of founders who have a chance to jump into a very energized community uh, and actually start building something with a very different business model in mind and very different product instincts and very different design focus. And that's, that's compelling. And, and I think we could see new platforms emerge very fast. Even, even we talked about Discord backstage and how 
I mean, 2015, I think I first started noticing them on the, the sidebars of gaming communities on Reddit. And I thought, damn, they're onto something here. And as someone who's suffered through like TeamSpeak, it was like, okay, clearly there's got to be a better way. But that was five years now, six years now, Discord is the sort of dominant platform for a lot of the, for all the real time conversation around uh, NFTs and a lot of things in crypto. But that window for a new platform to emerge keeps getting smaller and smaller. It, it keeps moving faster and faster. And we haven't even seen what happens when people build this way first. So uh, very Totally. Exciting. Yeah, the cycles are, are getting faster, right? Um, and we don't have to wait. And I think even, you know, just the, the rise of Solana and the cycles in the, in the blockchain industry um, have been getting faster. And a lot of folks are surprised by, you know, how, how much and how fast Solana has grown. I think this next wave of companies are going to get to a billion. I mean, we said it at the top of this whole conference, right? A billion users. And we didn't set a timeline. We said as fa fast as possible. I think it could happen in 12 months, 18 months. It's very feasible if we build that future, you know? And I think it'll happen in waves. You know, applications, protocols will be quickly saturating to a billion, four billion users, you know, in, in rapid succession because it doesn't have to be a competition of a monolith against another. It's just ideas and changes and, and you know, protocol shifts and forks that can propagate very quickly. So I think this future is going to happen very quickly and it's all connected, right? This is why we wanted to have Solana be one giant global state machine. A lot of people call it monolithic. Yeah, it's monolithic. Like, that's the point, right? It's all one computer that we can build all of this together on because, you know, if you saw, um, I think I realized a lot of people missed some of the best talks here, but um, Jules, Jules Erbach from, uh, from Render um, is making a photorealistic metaverse. We will be able to connect th these social protocols to that uh, you know, that, that rendering engine, and we will be living in the metaverse faster than anyone thinks. Mm. It's going to happen. And when that user experience hits, it will hit. I, in, in 16 years of designing product, of investing in product, I keep coming back to great user experiences almost always end up winning. And, and that's broadly defined, right? That's the literal user experience, as well as the sort of figurative, how does it make customers or users feel. And what's exciting is we can do things on Solana that, and, and I'm, a, I'm not a maximalist in any regard. You'll see me. I'm very pragmatic on this stuff. But we can do things on Solana that just make so much more sense to create that amazing user experience that people have come to expect. And uh, that's it at the end of the day. That's what wins. And you tie that into being able to actually own the content you create and actually get rewarded for things like community building, uh, whew, it's going to be exhilarating. Social, the, 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 the second wave, or, or Web 2, whatever we're calling it, I really believe is going to look like this transition period, almost a blip in the internet, where we first got online, everyone was on the World Wide Web, and you know we were making our GeoCities websites and just trying to <laughs> build for what was largely a pretty read-only internet. And... It, it's so obvious to me, even in these last few years now coming out of the crypto winter, that this era we're in now is going to define, really define the internet as we know it. And when I'm explaining to my daughter about these phases of the internet, she's going to look at me and be like, wow, dad, like you, you played all those video games without being rewarded for any of your time or effort. And, and she'll be shocked. She'll be shocked that, that I bought things on the internet that I didn't really own. 
right? She'll be shocked that so many of the things that are really some of the most valuable work online, whether it's content creation or curation or community building weren't rewarded in any way, shape, or form, it will seem like this weird, dismal, brief period of the internet. And I think we'll all be better off for it, ultimately. Uh, but I'm just excited to see what people build because we're also still, you know, we're all still in the very early days where we're actually just trying to take better versions of what we've known for Web 2. And I think things level up once we get out of that mindset and then eventually start building the things with a sort of first principled look at what Web3 really can unlock. Um, but I'm already excited for the stuff that's coming, which is why we're going to put $100 million to work funding it. You know what else we should do is make sure the app stores allow NFTs and tokens. Ooh, yes. Like, this is... Are we really going to hold this back at the... <laughs> I, it seems... The good news is, look, I, I know... Uh, Epic, on the one hand, has been fighting the good fight, and on the other, not so much. But momentum here is on our side in a world where I'm, I know most, most of y'all are probably default skeptical of regulators, which is a fine thing to be. I really do think, though, that the principles of what is getting built now are so aligned with the average person, with the consumer. And I still do believe that those people are represented by people in government who are, at the end of the day, beholden to the voters. I do think the more that we can tie the, the sort of relevance and the value of crypto to the average American, especially beyond our initial like early adopter community, the more we can make crypto a big part of people's lives, the better. Because that ultimately is going to put leverage on the, the couple of you know monopolists or the duopolists with their app stores. Um, and I think it's still one of the strongest leverage points we have, which is it's just not good for consumers to have one of two app stores to choose from, uh, and both that are you know pretty uh, pretty egregious in what they charge and the, the control they have. I mean, it's clear that social media affects government; it affects political movements, right? It's just very for clear sure. to all of us. Um, and I think one of the things that I always have tried to do, you know, building products where people are um, you know taking on social behaviors, connecting is replicate what they're already doing, you know, but do it in a, in a positive way. I think you did that really well with, with Reddit, right? Like focusing on upvotes, focusing on, on content creation and, and, and you know, uh, elevating each other in our, in our creations and our content. And I'm curious, like, do you have any ideas about how the types of forces that have coalesced political movements in social media might be reflected in this, in this next Web3 version of social media? I really do think we're seeing some really interesting types of governance emerge. Look, for those of us, whether we're in European democracies, American democracies, global democracies, we ostensibly like the, these ideas of everyone gets a vote. And what's interesting now is you're even seeing with some of the recent ENS stuff and 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 some of this like the, just even the concept of vote delegation being something that like is getting more normalized. What I love about Web three broadly is we get a chance to think about from first principles how we can architect better and more sort of representative systems. And and so like on the one hand I'm like would I ever delegate my vote for president of the United States? Would I ever delegate my vote for some company I'm on uh, a shareholder of? Like maybe not. Probably not, definitely not. Like, there's a spectrum of answers to that. But what we get to build is whatever we think is the best tool for the job. And then the broad market basically decides, okay, this is what wins. And this kind of experimentation, I think, tends to be 
uh, among the most or, or will ultimately reward sort of the most egalitarian way possible because it's not controlled as basically every institution has been from the top down for so long. So I do think there is this pretty strong streak throughout the crypto community that almost by definition is built in opposition to institutions that have had top-down authority and, and plenty of times abused it. So I think when you combine community and capital, which, which we're, we're seeing play out right now, really surreal things happen. And, and Wall Street Bets is probably the most visceral example that I get asked about all the time back in the States. But that is just one more, that's one example of many where you are seeing a power shift from the traditional top-down structures to the bottom up, where it's people who are connected online, able to communicate in real time at scale for free, essentially, and, and now able to also move dollars. And even, those, even though those dollars individually may not be that much, in aggregate, especially when, you know, sort of uh, coordinated, can move markets, can, can shift all kinds of things. And we're still, in, this is the experimental phase of it. So I, I'm excited to see what's to come. The word delegation, I think, that, that I heard there is so important because delegation is happening, like you said, every day in, in crypto, right? We delegate to validators. Um, in Solana, there are stake pools and there's kind of, you know, nested delegation that can happen. And, you know, our, our representative democracy is a delegation of responsibility and decision-making authority, right? Yeah. But there are really only a few ways that you can do it and a few, you know, bodies that you delegate to and a few people. But yeah, and then you mentioned, you know, this idea of would I delegate my presidential vote? Maybe not that one, but, you know, there's like probably 100 right, offices votes, that we're voting yes. for. Do you, I mean, do you... Right now, we just go one side of the ticket, yeah. right? That's a yeah. pretty dumb way to do it. Not everyone's doing their research. This is the, the opening of a lot of doors for a lot of people because with all the progress that we have made so far, we are still a pretty insular community, right? This is We are all still early. Just being here means you are in a very, very select group like congratulations you're gonna make it like you're you're among the earliest adopters yes i mean it's, it's it's true and and so you're you're among the earliest adopters of something that i i mean and i've been i look i've been on record i was on rogan cnbc like 2014 saying that i was cautiously optimistic about crypto because it just felt like no this is too good to be true it's gonna somehow it's gonna get screwed up someone's gonna mess up but i've gone from that to like pretty irrationally exuberant now in the last year, it now feels inevitable. And so everyone who is here, you're among the earliest adopters for this. You all have a mindset shaped by being immersed in this space for a little while now. There is a whole world, the vast majority of people still have not even started to think about the world the way that we do now by default. And that is going to unlock even more creativity and even more motivation and even more energy. And I'm excited to see that. And I, I encourage you, please, like, go out of your way to find people in your immediate community. I mean, your, your friend group's an easy place to start. Don't be that person who just at every dinner just keeps talking about crypto. But, <laughs> but please create this to be as welcoming and open as possible because that is actually the long-term greedy move to make because... The faster that this adoption spreads beyond the early adopters in tech, 
especially the dudes who tend to look like me, the faster that this actually comes to fruition and the more powerful it actually is. And I'm excited because I, we get to rethink so many systems and, and because finance is, is tied intrinsically into this, it means rewarding people for work, for effort, for creativity that historically have not been. And I get excited about that because selfishly, I just want better stuff. And so whether it is better democracy, whether it is better art, whether it's better social networking, we will get to see a flourishing, a, a literal renaissance happening because of what is getting built here. And that is an amazing thing to be a part of because there will not be another time like this. There will be. Uh, It's awesome, man. This is so cool. Look, I just want to close on one note. You know, the one thing that came out of yesterday was this idea of like hashtag free Raj, um, which I love, but I'm back now. And uh, so I don't need to be freed, but I do need to be freed from centralized social media. I want to get off Twitter. I want to get off. And like, help me do that, right? Like, build the next Twitter, build the next Facebook, build the next Instagram. And like, I don't know, I'm going to have a special prize for whoever helps me get off and delete my accounts from those centralized services. Ooh, the bounty (laughs) is out there. I love it. Right on. You can come hang out with me and Alexis. Dude, thank you so much for coming, Alexis. This thank has been you. phenomenal. And I think we have many more great conversations to come. And so many teams are going to form. It's going to be truly wonderful. I can't wait to do this with you. And thank you for committing capital and your time to these builders. It just means the world. Thank you. I'm excited. Very grateful. Very grateful, y'all.